Heritage Media. Working as a real estate agent can be fulfilling and financially rewarding, but it's not easy. And a career in real estate requires drumming up business, promoting yourself, tracking leads, handling complex paperwork, providing customer service, and much, much more. Jessie was studying to become an investment banker, working for a bank in customer service, and quickly realised that working a nine to five behind a desk job wasn't all it was cracked up to be. He made a big change, and does he love it? And what does he do? Here's Jessie. Hi, Jesse. How are you going? Not bad, yourself? No, I'm very well. Now, I just want to talk to you and start at the beginning. Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? Um, I grew up in Camel, still there. Went to school at Tuggerwong and went to high school at Wadalba. Okay. Loved it. Have you still got some um, old-time friends that you've had for a long time from those days? Or? Yeah, literally. Yep. Like, all my mates are still the same. And what kind of kid were you when you were growing up? Um, bit of a class clown, kind of... You know, chubby little idiot kid that just would like to run around and make people laugh, really. It was fun. <laughs> How'd that go down? Good, except my report card, you know, always had that classic, like, is distracted easily by others and distracts others, oh, which yes. parents weren't keen on, but, like, I still got good yeah, marks. Yeah, that classic line. You know, there's a ticker box, and I think it was that classic line where it's like, if Jesse put as much attention oh, into God. his work as he did to distracting his peers... He would be a better student. That that physically makes me like cringe just <laughs> hearing that. I, I could go through all my old report cards and it would say that. Yep, that's pretty much me as well. And um, so you left school and you started to study finance. I did. Yeah. yeah. Started uh, studying a Bachelor of Commerce at Newcastle Uni. And what was that like? Were you always interested in maths and numbers and? Kind of like more more so like the business side of things, you know, like always like. If it had a number, I'd like to see a dollar sign behind it. Okay. Yeah. So is that what you wanted to do? You know, you start to get a bit of a feel when you're 16, yeah. 17. It was year 10 I kind of made the decision. We had like our, our elective classes to pick and I, I initially wanted to do architecture, but we didn't have enough people to fill the class. So I went, oh, well, you know, architects wear suits. What else wears suits? Business people. So then I kind of just made the decision there and there. Okay. And it was finance. Yeah. And did you enjoy your degree when you were doing it? I did, actually. I, I felt like I learnt a lot. Yep. At the same time, felt like I could have just Googled a lot of things. Yeah, but, right. like, you know, probably don't tell the Newcastle Uni. Like. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell the lecturers that. No, nah, definitely not. They get paid too much for that. Finance for dummies. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Okay. And so how does someone who's doing a finance degree and looking at getting into commerce and finance flip around and start a brand new career in real estate? Well... It's kind of like real estate's almost what I always thought finance might be. You know, wearing a suit, running around, talking to heaps of people, doing deals and being really busy like 24-7. And then when I actually got into, I guess, the finance field and started feeling things out, it was just a whole bunch of people just sitting on a computer Googling things and not talking to anyone and working nine to five and then going home and sleeping. And it was just, you know, at that, at that point, I was like, oh, well, let's try something new. So... You did you have any friends in real estate? Did you know anyone in real estate? Did yeah, actually, yeah? I knew our general manager. Okay, Nina. so knew her since I was real young. Yep. Best friends of my my older sister, and she always kind of like would hint at me like throughout school, like oh come come work for me, and I was yep. like no nah, no nah, I gotta you know keep on what I'm doing, and then finally one day after like you know nine months a year in 
in finance, I was like, yeah, you got any jobs? And, and it kind of just started like that almost. Okay, so let's just talk about that for a second because you're already in a little bit of an established career mm-hmm. and then day one, bottom of the rung in real estate. Yeah. What are you what are you doing on your first day? Tell me about that day. Walked in on my first day, had breakfast at Darren's house, which is great. I, I think I got lucky. There was a bit of an awards ceremony, so I kind of had a break for my first hour and a half and just ate sausages and bacon. And you thought, this is the life. Oh, I know. I was like, this is perfect. I what could a do job. this every day. Uh, you know, I'm so trying glamorous. to lose weight, but, you know. But, um, and then pretty much got back to the office and it was yeah. kind of straight into business, like, you know, forecast for the day, results, you know, what we're going to do. And then straight out to the to the streets, knocking on people's doors, really. So it takes a special kind of human to be able to just knock on doors and sell something, whether yeah. that's vacuums or whatever it is. Insurance. Insurance. <laughs> how, what, when you're knocking on doors, what are you saying? What are you, what are you pitching? I mean, at the start, it was kind of like, I was almost in like a script because I was like, oh, this is my job. Like I'm so used to finance. So it was kind of just like, hi, I'm such and such from this business. Do you want to sell your house? And it realized real quickly that doesn't work. And now it's just introducing myself and just kind of getting out there and mainly just talking to people. Like, that's it. <laughs> We're going to pretend Jesse's phone didn't go off. <laughs> that's, that's real estate, folks. <laughs> If Jesse concentrated on podcasts as much as he did, oh, his phone come on. <laughs> Don't take me back to my primary school days. I'm doing good. Um, so I I guess um, the very first day and you're doing it and then you're cold calling and you're yeah. going out, is that something you enjoy? Kind of. Like it, it can be mundane, 100%, and I can, I can see how people, you know, get annoyed from it or not, but like – it's it's good. I just get to talk to people all day and, like, you know, a lot of the time I'm just asking, like, do you need a hand with anything? So it's kind of like the, you know, you're doing your chef's apprenticeship and you wash dishes or you're a yeah. hairdresser and you sweep floors. What – it's not an apprenticeship per se. It's probably how, – well, how long are you in the – we call it a benchy or a young gun. How long are you in that role for usually? can generally be anywhere from, you know, say three months to six months, maybe even a little bit longer if you're, you know, just fresh out of school. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of just depends on how well you adapt to the role and how much you actually want to push yourself forward. And you're obviously mentored along the way. You don't start day one and you're not expected to be signing oh, contracts. Yeah. And so there's a lot, is there a lot of training involved? 100%. I mean, even now, every single day we train for an hour, you know, no holds barred, every single day without fail. And what are you doing in those training sessions? A lot of the training sessions is just like like role playing, you know, maybe – we, we might just pretend to knock on doors for an hour and just throw objections at each other and be like, look, how can you how can you better yourself when talking to someone? And then it's even, you know, a bit more nitty-gritty stuff like, you know, contracts and maybe, like, you know, issues that can arise and stuff like that and just, you know, what to do on your day-to-day basis, really. So is it one-on-one or is it a big group of you in a room? A uh, big group of us in a room, actually. A lot of the, the newbies kind of get separated so they can focus on what, they need to do mm-hmm. and then a lot of the experienced agents are all together like pushing each other so even the experienced agents are still training every day every single day i mean they're training right now okay oh <laughs> you're getting you out of it yeah yeah exactly it's a good thing Which, or a bad thing uh i mean it's it's, it's a bit of fun <laughs> a little bit of a a little bit of b i mean i'm talking to someone that's my job that's right <laughs> it's training anyways no it is good yeah. and i guess you've got all these sort of mentors in this actual workplace who who are some of your other mentors that you have a look up to or listen to and not necessarily in real estate, but just people that you see around you or you 
read about or, you know, listen to? Hmm. I don't know, that's, a, that's a really weird, hard question. I never really think about that on, like, a day-to-day basis, but probably just, like, I don't know, maybe, like, my family. Like, yeah. like, no, that's a good one. That's an easy one, like my, like my sisters. Like, I'm the youngest of, um, of three kids, and I just have two older sisters. One's 10 years older and one's eight years older, mm-hmm. I think. Sorry, Jade. Um, but just look up to them. They just, you know, and my family just worked really hard because I've always been the youngest. Get to kind of, like, watch what they do. Yeah. And then think like, oh crap, I'm the I'm the last of the family so to live up to it. You do it sounds like you come from a really supportive, nurturing family yeah. that have always got you back. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Which gives you a kind of confidence, doesn't it? And it gives you that confidence to be that kid that can just knock on doors. Yeah. In I mean other than the fact that all my family's like, How do you do that every day? I could not knock on a door. But And oh. cold calling? Cold calling. How many how many calls are you making a day at the moment? Generally it's it's about fifty. Yeah. On on average, just you know, and then it kind of will will differ depending on like how many appointments you have to go out to. You know, you might have you might have a thirty minute hour phone call with someone that you know really needs the chat. Even um, so, it kind of depends. But so there's fifty cold calling, but then there's the callbacks from all the email inquiries yeah. and the online inquiries. Heaps. So it's you know you try to separate like two to three hours of your day of just cold calling, maybe, and then a lot of that will be. Yeah, maybe even calling back people you've spoke to a couple of months ago. Yeah. And then coming to email inquiries, you do that for a couple of hours and it's just constant talking to people really. So what's the fun stuff? What what do you enjoy doing? Literally talking to people. Like I mean, <laughs> going out and meeting people is way funner because, you know, cold calling I'm just sitting in an office. But like going out door knocking, doing appointments with people and actually getting to, you know, form a relationship or a bond with someone. Yeah. And then Especially, you know, seeing that bond cultivated into, you know, getting someone into their dream house even. Yeah. The best part. And one well, one of the things in real estate, it is one of the only industries that still does a lot of print marketing. Yeah. Um, a lot, actually. Heaps. And you do letterbox drops. We do. Do you enjoy that? I do, actually. A lot, a lot of the time I'm just like, I'll try to separate 30 minutes to an hour every morning to try to get, do letterbox dropping. Especially because I'm like, oh, sweet, this is my, you know, this is my training cardio. for the day. Yeah. yeah. My cardio. So then I can get home and, you know, when I have a beer, I can be like, oh, I walked for an hour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you did. And are you chatting to a lot of uh, ladies watering their garden and old All people the time, walking actually. their dogs? and 100%. You know, yeah. a lot of the time it's like meeting a dog and I'll accidentally, you know, sit there for five to ten minutes patting the dog and taking photos with it. But that's just me. <laughs> that's the good stuff, right? Oh, 100%. Um, so... Do you know how many steps or kilometres you walk in a day when you're doing a lot of letterbox droppings? I don't, actually. I've always thought to maybe, you know, look and look at my step counter or something, but I don't just really do think it. about it. Yeah, I just I go out there until my legs hurt. Do you have a favourite street? <laughs> favourite street? That you just, it's just beautiful to walk in. Well, I do Blue Haven and Y.E. Point, and Y.E. Point, um, probably like Mawala Drive, I think it's called, yeah. is the the best. It's like There's right on the water. There's some beautiful homes in those areas, though. Little it's pockets. It's insane. Like houses that I would never be able to afford. I mean, hopefully well, one you day. You will. You will. I'm going to damn well hope so, but yes. some of them are crazy. You just have to keep doing lots of letterbox drops. And yeah, I do that like once a week and just drop the same stuff because I'm like, I love this place. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's some really beautiful homes awesome. out there. And when you're doing that, a little bit controversial. Mm. When it says no junk mail. So when it says no junk mail, I, I generally won't put it in there, but sometimes I'll kind of have a little like a pause, I guess you could say. 
And and a lot of the time, because a lot of the time I've gone out there, it said no junk mail, and the bloke will be out the front. He's like, oh, mate, chuck it in there, no worries. It's information. I'm like, oh, easy. So I, I maybe pick my day. I wake up and I think, oh. Well, it's a public service announcement. We want yeah. people to know what's sold in the area. Exactly. If it's just, like, something random, like, hi, I'm this person, I won't really put it in there. But if it's, like, you know, this house next door sold, you know, I'll, I'll gladly chuck it in there because I'm, like, well, just letting you know about your neighbours. Actually... In this industry, we're all over what sells when, why and how. Yeah. Are there a lot of people out there that have no idea what the house across the road sold for? A lot of people. See, that surprises me because I know what's sold in a 10-kilometre radius because yeah. I'm interested. But I mean, even me before real estate, I knew. Yeah. So yeah. there are people that two doors down has sold for maybe a record suburb and they have no idea. Literally, I've called people and said, like, look, we just set a suburb record for the, you know, the house two doors down. And they'll be like, you're kidding. My house is only worth like $200,000. I'm like, you, what? And there's a set of suburb record, but the one that you're calling has got a pool and an extra bedroom. And yeah, it's got like, it's double the land size and they bought it 30 years ago maybe. And they're like, oh, you, you, you're kidding me. And I'm like, I'm not. Like, how do you not know? Like, it's crazy. Okay. How many, um, just a little bit off the cuff, but how many people have you called, like when you've been cold calling or just walking the streets that have actually, actually, yeah, give me, I'd like some information on that. I'd like to know. A whole lot, actually. Like, yeah. especially if it's information, you know, especially on their street or something like that, that, you know, people will stop you and just be like, oh, what are you giving out? And it'll just be a quick, oh, mate, just this, you know, take it if you need it. And then a lot of them are just like, wow. It's the biggest yeah. asset people have. So sometimes yeah. they're surprised to know that it's worth $300,000 more than what they thought. Yeah, exactly. Even if they bought it, you know, three years ago for half the price it's worth now. And they're like, oh, I could go get an investment property with my equity or something like that. You yeah. Know, it's, it's any yeah. information. And the hours you work now are pretty different to your Monday to Friday, nine to five job. Yes. Do you, I imagine you're working more hours now. Yeah, definitely. But are you finding it a little bit more rewarding and a little bit more freeing? 100%. I mean, some days I'll work, you know, well, we always you know, generally start at eight, you know, sometimes before if you're getting in to do some things. But I'll almost work like, you know, 12-hour days on average, just base. And it feels like I'm working like two hours. <laughs> so uh, I'm obviously very different to you because every, basically every number that calls my phone, I know who it is. You would have numbers. Yeah. Probably nine out of ten calls, you have no idea who it is. 100%. And it could be the next buyer. Yeah, the next buyer, the next seller. Like, I've had, you know, people call me and I'm like, who is calling me? And before real estate, I'd never pick up my phone because I was like, oh, I don't want to, I don't know who this is. Is it someone asking me to pay my phone bill? Like, yeah. But now it's, you know, you pick up the phone, they're like, oh, hey, mate, I saw your letterbox drop. I have your business card. I'm like, how did you get that? And they're just... You know, they're here in some place I haven't been to in like two months and then it's like, oh, come around. And it's like they're your new best friend. I'm like, this is awesome. It is like that actually because you just put it on your, you know, your, that fruit bowl that should have fruit in it, but it gets yeah. all your pamphlets and your, your junk mail and exactly. you do. You get around to eventually doing it, I guess, don't yeah. you? And when things change, things change. And they're, the first year, they say the first year in real estate is the toughest. Lots of people don't make it. Yeah. Um, and there's plenty that do. What would you say is the absolute toughest thing in this role in the first sort of 12 months that you've been doing it, what's the toughest, whether it's mentally or physically? Yeah. What weren't you prepared for? Um, oh, I'm not really sure. I, mean, I would say like generally like handling objection because, I mean, you get that every single day. But I was kind of used to that because I worked in a bank and no one likes a banker either. So <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. But um, probably just 
kind of getting a grasp of, you know, dealing with so many different people a day. But it wouldn't be – there would be rejection, but it's not personal rejection. I no. guess that's the other thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, you know, like if not someone's interested. calling you at lunchtime and you just don't – you know, you don't need it, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to hang up. Like, mm. And some people will take that really literally, but I'm just like, oh, well, well you know. On to the next. It was only two seconds out of my day. Yeah. And what has been to date the most rewarding day you've had here and why? Mm. I don't even know. I mean, there's so many, to be honest. Probably like, you know, getting getting one of my like first sales like across the line and it was for, you know, a couple that are, you know, renting in Sydney at the moment and they just really wanted to, you know, kind of get out and then just seeing like the excitement and happiness on their face, you know, when they... And it's like, hey, congratulations, you got the property. And they're just ecstatic. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I haven't bought a property myself, so I can I can imagine how awesome it would be and just seeing that on you know, people's faces. Yeah. So that, that leads that. me to my next question, which is the goals. Like have you got a I mean, you're set up for success here and you're set up to have your goals. So is the goal to buying a house in the next 12, 24, 12 months. Twelve months. Hundred percent. Well, I, biggest goal is to buy a house this year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know prices are crazy, but, you know, you buy a house, not the market, so. Well, you've, you've got a fair few months left. It's only. Yeah. Got, it's got only a, early. i got, I got time. You yeah, got time. Perfect. You Just keep time. saving. And, and you're in the right industry to buy I mean, a house. I would think that, but then at the same time I see a house and my first thought's like, oh, I know someone who would love to buy this. Yeah. Usually it's me, but then I'm like, oh, but I have 10 other people who want to buy it too, so, yeah. you know, I just won't show my girlfriend that house yet. No, <laughs> no, no, don't do that. And how oh, – we spoke about how long it takes to get on your own, but I guess you've seen other people around you who have been in the game maybe even six months before you and yeah. they're now out on their own. Is that something that you just are hankering to do or do you know you've still got a good six months up, you know, up your sleeve till you can do it? Kind of different. I mean, even now I'd be pretty keen going out on my own just because, like, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. I understand that's the job. But – I'm also see it as a long game. Like I'm going to be in this industry for, you know, 20, 30 years till I retire. So I kind of want to sit back and just learn everything I can to make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm well bolstered for when yeah. I do go into my own. So like I'm fine. Yeah. And what about um, if someone's thinking about they're in already in a, an established career that's far removed from real estate like, you know, you were, what's your advice to them if they're even – just a little bit interested and in thinking, I just don't want to do this. I want to – Yeah. what would you say to them? I think just just come in, try it. I mean, it's not like a, you know, a big, long interview process with recruitment and HR company and this and that and this and that. It's just come in, have a chat to us and, you know, chances are we'll give you a day to try it out if you don't like it. Yeah. Oh, well, you don't like it, you know, it's not for everyone. And yeah. now you look after <laughs> – as you mentioned before, Blue Haven and YE Point. Yeah. Do you get to spend a lot of time out in those areas? A whole bunch of time. And what had you been and spent a lot of time in those areas really before starting this? And what surprised you about that? Blue Haven, a lot of time. YE Point, absolutely no time at all. I didn't even know that there was houses out there, to be honest. Because, mm. I mean, I've lived on the coast for 22 years. So, you know, played footy at Blue Haven Oval, you know, been around there, have mates that live there, everything like that. So... It wasn't so much surprising going out there, but it was more so like meeting the people there and being like, oh, like I've known this area for so long, but you know, now I'm actually a part of that area mm. a little bit more. And then why you point the first time I went out there, I was just like, whoa, there's million dollar houses out here. Like, 
I was amazed. I've never been out there. What about my daughter does art lessons out there and yeah. you, you, you're driving, you're driving and there's like six foot kangaroos yeah, lying everywhere. on someone's lawn. It is, ter- and it's like munch and grass. Like I own this town. And they're huge. They're huge. And, and I mean like four steps away from someone's front door in a residential area. Yeah, literally. Even letterbox dropping the, I think it was two weeks ago and I was, turning like a blind corner and there was just like four or five of them in the middle of the street just standing there and I kind of thought like, is this the day I'm going to have to box a kangaroo? Like I, I kind of froze. I was like, oh, like they're cool, but <laughs> how cool are they going to be? Is this a gang of Waii Point? Oh, it's, they're the street toughs of Waii Point. It's crazy. They're everywhere, like every morning and afternoon. It's insane. Graffiti, smoking cities. Yeah, literally, they're it's like, you know, they're so tough. tagging people's cars and stuff. I'm like... All right, do I want to sell houses out here or am I going to get you know, taxed by a kangaroo? Oh, you will. You yeah, will. I'm waiting for it. Um, actually, I'll, I'll put some pictures in the link because I've we've stopped the car many a time and taken and some pictures photos. of some kangaroos. And it's everywhere. just, it blows your mind. And they're just like, they're just chilling at like people's side gates, you know, maybe waiting to jump in the pool or something. Mm, like. That's what they do when the neighbours go out. Yeah, and they're just, they're just chilling. <laughs> Sitting like, in the flamingo in the They're pool. literally, I, I would 100% not doubt that for a minute. So can you tell me what your busiest day looks like? Ooh, busiest day looks Where you like... don't even get time for lunch. What does it look like? It there looks are like med- a Saturday. <laughs> Actually, talk to me about your Saturday because my Saturdays are probably very different to yours. Oh, my Saturdays wake up and it's generally like it's like a you know, 7 a.m., 7.30 start and it's just calling people that you're going to see for the day because usually you'll have just appointments booked out. Like you know, there's open homes on so you'll have clients going through them that are calling you to give you feedback on that house. And at the same time, it's just like you'll have from 7 a.m. all the way up till 5, 6 a.m., just appointments every 30 minutes and no time for lunch, no time for stopping. And every time you're in the car, you've you've missed like 30 calls and you're trying to call everyone back and then you get to the next house and it's, you know, show the property and, you know, talk to a client. And then sometimes you're sitting up till 11 o'clock at night calling people back and forth, you know, getting offers made and, sorting out contracts for people and it sometimes it's just kind of calm and breezy and then other times it's just 7 a.m till 11 at night don't stop i know from experience when you are buying a house or selling a house everything is now like it's yeah. so time sensitive but nothing gets done till four o'clock for some reason at yeah. four o'clock it's just cause that's when the solicitors so get do. the contracts back yeah. to you and so being a busy guy yeah. what's one program or app you couldn't live without Facebook Messenger. Yeah. 100% because I'm just – I have like four or five different group chats just filled with all my friends that just does not stop. Constantly everyone's talking. It's like we're all in a room together at you know, all times. And yeah. Because, I mean, my job is talking to people every single day. Just to be able to have that little like you know, text to my mates and see what everyone's up to and my girlfriend and my family mm. is just like – Keeps you grounded. Yeah, could not live without that. Yeah. I feel like I'd just be in another planet if so. And lastly, I actually just want to talk about being a coastie, your favourite place to visit or eat or oh, be. I've been asked this question so many times, but I never know. I mean, you know, oh, probably be the anchor at, at, uh, at Budgie Wee Circle. Nice. I mean, that's just like a, a place me and, the, me and like my mates have gone to a lot for, you know, some lunch and some chicken Caesar apps. It's like... You don't think about it much, but it's just a, it's a good place. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's actually for sale. Is it really? Yeah. Kidding. I don't have enough money to buy a commercial property at all, but. <laughs> so, so. The anchor. 
The anchor. Yeah. Perfect. I love it. Alrighty. Just easy, simple. Thanks for coming in today, Jesse. No worries at all. Thanks for coming in today. I've just lost the game, haven't I? Yeah. Nah. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> if Jesse has inspired you or you're thinking about a career in real estate and you live local, get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. We hope you found today's episode helpful and maybe a little bit useful. We'll pop all the links and recommendations in our show notes, including the picture of a kangaroo on a front lawn. If you like what we're doing and you want to support us, please leave a review. Our heritage drops every Wednesday wherever you get your podcast. Today's episode was produced by Kieran Christie, hosted by me, Carly Eldridge, and brought to you by Heritage Media. Bye for now. Heritage Media. <laughs>